Welcome to Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. I'm Guy Massey, and this morning I woke up and uh, rather semi-refreshed. I've been having issues with sleep. Um, uh, I wanted to relate some dreams um, that uh, occurred in the evening uh, during the overnight hours. Um, I woke up at three, and uh, actually I woke up, uh, I went to bed rather early and woke up uh, about two hours later. I uh, slept uh, for just another couple of few hours and woke up at three in the morning um, and then uh, went back to bed shortly thereafter uh, with the determination that I would get uh, at least a f- couple more hours sleep, and I did. It's a little after five in the morning, going on five thirty actually. Um, my dreams are very, very odd and very, rather semi-lucid, um, to say the least. Uh, I remember them when I when I awaken. Uh, a lot of people, uh, everyone dreams, I believe, when you enter REM or uh, the sleep that is rapid eye movement uh, stage, which occurs uh, three to four times during an average night sleep, which I lack at this, at this juncture in my life. I've been going through uh, sporadic sleep, but um, in any event, um, most people awaken uh, recalling uh, good chunks of their dreams other people totally forget their dreams, and that may be the default position. Um, I believe it's not. I believe the dreams are there for us to uh, recall in our uh, waking moments, uh, at least in the immediate aftermath thereof, uh, to make uh, assessments of our psyche and um, to analyze our subconscious. Uh, they are chemical activities that occur Uh, they can um, take on uh, take on some very uh, strong meaning if we let them then they can be very innocuous if we we let them Uh, it depends on how we want to read into them Uh, the probable um the, the reason for dreams, um, uh, dream uh, sleep experts would tell you, uh, is to help to reorganize the brain uh, and get it ready for the next day's activity. Um, there's a lot of uh, credence that I give that. Uh, it seems to make sense. Um, I know my cat dreams, uh, my cats, in particular my, my uh, boy cat, Kane, C-A-N-E, by the way, uh, he can awake and, uh, in a rather agitated state, come up to me and uh, nuzzle me for oh, a good minute or two, um, which is not odd behavior, but it's different from his normal uh, daily existence and it tells me that he he had a little bit of a disturbance at night uh, 
pleasant or otherwise. Um, it could be little critters. It could be dreams of uh, him falling off a, a, a cliff. Uh, it could be uh, bad people, monsters, um, anything. Uh, it could really run as the gamut. Um, cats, animals, and dogs uh, uh, probably dream a lot like we do, most likely. In fact, I believe they do. Uh, their brain's chemistry is similar uh, in a more compact uh, anatomy. Uh, their interpretation, of course, factor is not there. Um, their subject matter uh, narrower. Um, but uh, nonetheless, they do dream. Um, I mean, we can bring this down to insects. Do insects dream? Do insects sleep? I believe they do. Um, but that's for another discussion, maybe. Or maybe not. Uh, just the same, uh, I did recall my dream uh, today. One scenario of the dream was um, I was in a boat with two other people and we were um, cruising through the waters of uh, a canal in Providence but it didn't look like Providence, Rhode Island um, but there were some some features there was the industrial trust building um, it was a port, the port side of the city uh, uh, and it was the south end of the city and it was the approach to the city uh, and the boat was moderately fast um, being piloted by a friend who felt like a friend at the time but I cannot for, for the life of me recall who that friend is I have a, a vague recollection who it, might, who it might be but I still can't finger uh, who that person is. Um, the mother of this person is uh, a, a mother, the, the mother, I know can, I can tell you, the mother uh, of a friend that uh, was a past friend of mine from very long time ago, back when I was beginning my professional career. Um, and uh, she definitely was, was there, but she was not in the boat she was later on in, in a scene later on in the after the boat incident when I talk about the boat incident um, I don't have all the details but there was a, a, a flume or a, a trough a down downward trough of quite a bit of depth um, we had gone through some locks some areas of, of shifting levels of water and the water um, the water was rather high and then all of a sudden it was low tide so that meant that the boat was not able to go down this flume uh, with with water under it there was a dry area um, that was drained uh, down with the tide uh, and the water level was way way down um, you know, maybe a hundred feet down. Well, maybe not that much, but it was quite a bit. Um, several boat lengths down. Uh, this is a this was a craft 
small craft boat, maybe about uh, 20 feet long, uh, like a speed boat. And we went down and the boat kept going down and it went and submerged uh, into the water. The uh, pilot, whom I again don't recall who it exactly was, but I have a vague familiar out familiarity. And the there was me in the in the mid part of the boat, and then uh, alongside of me in the mid part was another friend, gal friend, who I cannot identify. And. Uh, but vaguely familiar again. These they weren't strangers, but they weren't friends or relatives either. As the boat submerged, it uh, scraped its way down, but went down with very very fast velocity. And like I said, it hit the water, and it kept going down. But the girl and myself. Uh, extricated ourselves from the boat just as natural gravity would and uh, floated to the other end of the banks of the lock or the canal um, the uh, the water seemed murky but it was clear uh, rather clear um, it wasn't polluted or anything um, I didn't feel the water in the dream And what happened was the pilot went down with the boat and hit his head, uh, hit his head rather hard. Uh, and then the boat came up alone and we were panicked as to uh, the fate of our pilot. And about a second later, he popped up to the surface and um, went, we went over to him and he showed me a bump on his head, a very small bump, hardly even distinguishable, but he was pointing to it as he was rather, you know, in a dazed, hurt ma manner. And that was scene 27B of my dream. I'm trying to relate to you is there's many many scenes in a dream um, they can they can take on so many uh, different uh, what's the word uh, different um, facets or go into different scenes in, in a second's notice then I know after that part um, it wasn't before, uh, was uh, a car dealership. I was working at a car dealership and my brother still owned it because he owns a car dealership in real life. And there was a meeting going on and I was not supposed to be there because I was supposed to be on vacation. I was supposed to have my week off. But I was worried that an ad, um, my job at my brother's dealership was to prepare ads uh, every weekend for the Saturday issue, Saturday and the weekend issues, 
uh, Saturday and Sunday of the car uh, cars section of the newspaper, uh, which is which is very much uh, read by a good part of the population. Um, many people take this section out and uh, use it and go to go to area car dealerships to use it as a tool to purchase their next car. So it's it's a section that's very viable. And uh, that's the backstory that had nothing to do with the dream. But the, it, does have, it does have something in the sense that that's what the ad was that I was supposed to have prepared. But then I remember saying to myself, no, the ad's all set. It's already been done for this weekend. And I'll be back the following week to prepare for the next. So the meeting seemed to have 500 people in it. But it was really more like 30. And... Um, I was given a, a bag um, that had, I think, had candy in it, but I wasn't sure if it was in Dream. Uh, in fact, right now, I'm not sure if it did have candy, but it had something that had some weight to it, um, bottom gravity kind of thing on the bag, uh, as a gift and um, or a treat. And as I went around the conference room since that was my only egress or to the other end of the building uh, which I was trying to get to um, I had to go by everyone in the conference so it was an open area there wasn't a closed conference room and uh, people were having the meeting and one girl who I knew I worked with in real life um, I'm not at the car dealership uh, uh, I don't work for the dealership anymore, um, but uh, uh, I um, was pulled over by this girl, and uh, she um, said, how come you're not, um, why are you here? Uh, how come you're not on vacation like you should be? And uh I said, well, I just have to come in just for a little bit, but I'll be leaving. And I remember saying, boy, I'm not going to have much of a vacation left if I keep this up. Um, why am I, what am I doing here? Uh, I should be starting my vacation. So I had no reason to really be there. Then I'm walking back to the reception area and my shoes are rather large black shoes and they're uh, they are um, I'm walking and they're very bulky and I look down and I notice my shoes are one side is tied with a sock on and the other side is untied with, with the shoe on still and my sock is sticking under my shoelaces so I was immediately worried that I had lost my sock but when I looked down I noticed my sock was there and it was a white sock and it was floating on the shoe and as I made it to the reception desk I uh, looked down and I uh, to go and fix my shoes and I noticed my brother there and I said I said to myself I should do this quickly because I don't want him to see 
that my shoes are off or, you know, I'm in any disheveled state whatsoever. And I remember taking my shoes off. Uh, well, I remember my right shoe was the one without, uh, without the, the sock. And uh, I took the shoe off and I did not have a toe. And my f- middle, f- my middle, f- uh, middle, or my, rather my second toe was four inches long and huge. Uh, it was with a toenail at the end. Um, is that a phallic reference? I don't know. Um, I remember putting the sock on and having trouble putting it on because of the big toe. But I managed to get my shoes back on. And that's basically when the dream, that aspect of the dream or that sex segment um, came to a uh, conclusion. So those are my two recalling aspects of my dream. I know there were other... See, when you dream, you recall certain aspects, but you don't recall every single detail. There may be holes, uh, there may be beginnings that are empty and ending that, endings that are uh, non-existent, but you uh, basically um, do not have a full recall of every aspect. Um, will the technology be there someday in the distant future? Well, it's probably going to be a very, very, very distant future um, before, uh, before we get behind, behind the beyond uh, the EKG, uh, or rather the EEG, the uh, electroencephalograph, uh, which I believe is the current uh, technology. It's been around for 50 years um, or more. Um, and outside of uh, patients in, in sleep centers across this, this land of ours and world that wake up and uh, immediately have to explain their dreams before they forget them, uh, for the sleep experts to uh, dissect, uh, there's, there's not going to be there's not going to be much in the way of recording dreams. Wouldn't it be great if we could uh, take pictures or record a movie of the actual goings-on in our heads um, into night or during the night? That would be a major, major coup. Uh, I think that dreams are a healthy thing. Um, I think that they must be because that's what happens when you go to bed. Um, I think that they um, give a sense of spatial time to our existence. Um, Although I do like to to go to bed and have no recollection of dreams and have a full eight, classic eight hours, I would give my left, you know what, to do that, to have that right now in my life. Um, right now I'm waking up two, three, sometimes four hour, uh, four times during the night, um, getting up, um, and actually getting out of bed, uh, because I can't get back to sleep, uh, unless I do get out of bed and, um, uh, walk the floor maybe for just a spell, um, not long and then I uh, can go back to bed and then go back to sleep, hopefully. 
Um, one night recently, I was uh, plagued by uh, almost no sleep, uh, but that's rare, thankfully. Um, I am taking medication to help me. Um, my doctor has prescribed trazodone um, from a while back. Uh, I had gone off it for quite a spell, um, uh, seemingly not needing it, but came back to it uh, in need. And uh, it has helped. It has helped. Um, I don't know if it's a, a miracle drug, but um, it seems to have helped um, with my situation. It's non-habit forming. Um, it is not an opiate. It is not uh, a narcotic. Uh, it is, um, however, uh, rather effective uh, for my needs. Um, taking it with other medications, um, it doesn't counterindicate with those medications. Um, there are virtually no side effects. Um, so I think uh, for that particular drug and other drugs like it, uh, it can be a remedy for uh, your sleep problems. Um, I would say maybe one takeaway from this uh, podcast on dreams today would be uh, that um, don't be afraid. Um, let the dreams flow. Don't fight it. That's always good advice. Don't fight. Um, let it let it flight. <laughs> and uh, let the dream just go and take you where it needs to go. Uh, no matter how hard or strange um, it's it's a natural thing and uh, there's nothing wrong with it it doesn't not mean you're crazy in fact it probably means you're you're pretty sane uh, so I want to end by just saying that dreams are part of our lives and we should welcome welcome them with open arms uh, they are uh, something that occupies the night um, takes up a good part of our sleep uh, and we cannot uh, quell or squash uh, that aspect of our existence thanks for joining me today uh, on this program of Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories